Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of Card Anthology. My name is Vera Dark, and I will be the narrator for this video. I am the content creator for my channel, Dark Titan Enterprises, where I go over different topics for Magic the Gathering. Be sure to check out my content and subscribe to my channel after watching this video. In this episode, we will be taking a look into the expansion that came after the Core Set 9th edition that would kick off a brand new block of cards. With that being said, let's explore one of my personal favorite sets, Ravnica City of Guilds. I even have a box of it right behind me. Ravnica City of Guilds was released on October 7th of the year 2005 and was the 36th expansion in the Magic the Gathering franchise. It was designed and created by Mark Rosewater, Mike Elliott, Aaron Forsyth, Tyler Bielman, and original creator Richard Garfield. You also had a few other people, along with Henry Stern, Matt Place, and along with Jeremy Cranford, coming back as the art director of this expansion. The symbol of the set was a tower, which represented the essence of the city that Ravnica was known for. The set contained 300 six total cards which included 110 commons, 88 uncommons, and 88 rares along with 20 basic lands. Ravnica was sold in 15 card booster packs, 75 card tournament decks, fat packs, a novel of the same name, and four pre-constructed decks that were the red-white Charge of the Boros, the blue-black Demir Intrigue, the black-green Golgari Death Creep, with the last deck being the white-green Celestia United. In terms of mechanics and themes, this set introduced hybrid mana symbols which were different types of mana that had multiple colors in the same circle. This means that either one of the two colors inside could be used to pay the portion of the spell with Boros Skilled Mage being an example of this. You also had a strong presence of the Aura's Matter theme, but there was no actual mechanic committed to this within the expansion. Instead, you had cards that referenced getting Auras and examples of this being cards like Bramble Elemental. There were four keywords that were present in the set with one keyword dedicated to each one of the guilds being represented in this particular expansion. You had the keyword Radiance, which deals with effects that affect cards that share a color with another card or spell. This is mostly seen on the Boros color scheme, which consists of red and white. Convoke was another keyword that can have creatures become tapped to help pay for a spell you are playing. This was usually seen in the Salenta color scheme, which consisted of white and green. Transmute was a keyword that allows a player to pay mana and discard a card with the ability to help the player find a card with the same converted mana cost from their library and place it in their hand. This was usually seen with the Demir color scheme, which used blue and black. You also had Dredge, which led a card with this keyword to be returned to the hand from the graveyard. This can only be activated if a player skips drawing a card and instead put a number of cards from their library into their graveyard. The storyline of the set takes place on the plain of Ravnica, which is also known for being Ecumenopolis, or a large city that covers the surface of an entire planet. For this story, the ten political factions of the plain struggle for power, but are under the influence of the 10,000-year-old Magical Guild Pact. This Guild Pact ended the active warfare going on, and each of these political factions, also known as guilds, represented a combination of colors on the mana wheel. On the deck of Millennium of the Guild Pact, malicious forces threaten the state of Ravnica and its ancient worldwide peace. There were only two true color cycle within the set. The first cycle were come to play auras, which were enchant creature spells that had an enter the battlefield effect. The cards of the cycle included Faith's Fetters, Fists of Ironwood, Flight of Fancy, Galvanic Art, and the last card being Strand of Undeath. The other cycle was Hunted Creatures, which were rare creatures that had a higher than average power and toughness level with a good ability, but gave opponents token creatures to balance the power of the cycle. The cards of the cycle included Hunted Phantasm, Hunted Horror, Hunted Dragon, and with the last card of the cycle being Hunted Troll. 
There were six true reprints, one functional reprint, two color shifted cards, and 14 strictly better cards. The reprints consisted of Snapping Drake last seen in Starter 99, Goblin Spelunkers from 7th edition, Smash which was first reprinted in Apocalypse, Dark Heart of the Woods, and Elves of the Deep Shadow which were cards first seen in the Dark Expansion set, and Birds of Paradise which was last seen in the 8th edition core set. The only functional reprint, Benevolent Ancestor, played the same way as the Mercadian Masks card Alabaster Wall, with the only difference being the creature type. As far as the two color shifted cards, there was the card Reign of Embers, which was the red version of the black spell Dry Spell from the Homeland set, and Char, which was also a red shifted card, and was influenced by the blue card Sonic Blast from Limited Edition Alpha. Some of the strictly better cards of the set included Frenzy Goblins, which was a more useful card than the card Dwarven Traders from Homelands, Shred Memory, which played better than the card Decompose from Odyssey, Veteran Armor, which was the card which had an effect along with being as strong as the card Glory Seeker from the Onslaught set, along with Thought Picker Witch, which was an upgrade from the card Muckrats from Portal. There were a decent amount of notable cards that were part of the Ravnica set. The first card was Watchwolf, which was a 3-3 green and white wolf creature. This card was in a decent amount of top 8 zoo decks until it became replaced later on with the arrival of cards such as Wild Nactal and the notorious Tarmogoyf. Still though, for its time, it was a good, efficient attacker. The next card was Privileged Position, which was a green and white enchantment spell that makes other permanents you control not be able to be the target of an opponent's spells or abilities. While it has only seen one top 8 spot in a tournament setting, in the commander format it is used more widely as a way to protect your cards on the battlefield from your opponent's spells and is usually used with other enchantment-based decks. Doubling Season was a green enchantment that essentially doubled the tokens that you received, doubled the amount of counters you would obtain. This also saw one top 8 spot in tournament, just like Privileged Position, but it is also used in a decent amount of commander decks as well. It usually finds home in a counter-based deck strategy such as Atraxa, Praetor's Voice, along with token-based decks as well. Blazing Archon was a white 5-6 creature that had flying and the ability to where creatures can't attack you. This was most notably used in the reanimator decks in the Legacy format, but does not see as much play due to the printing of cards such as Elshnorn and Iona, Shield of Myria, since these cards were slightly more efficient. They were the dual lands of Ravnica that consisted of four cards which were Overgrown Tomb, Sacred Foundry, Temple Guardian, and Watery Grave. When these cards entered the battlefield, it could be entered tapped or you could pay two life to come into play untapped. These would also be a part of a mega cycle and would be completed with other Ravnica sets. These cards were included in many decks for its two color purpose along with these cards being able to be obtained via fetch lands. Many players still use them today as an alternative to dual lands from the Alpha, Beta, and Unlimited sets. Loxodon Hierarch was a 4-4 green and white creature that when it entered the battlefield you gained 4 life. You could also pay 1 green and 1 white mana to sacrifice this creature to regenerate each other creature that you controlled. This was a staple card in aggro control decks as a way to offset life loss as an ability to help against board wiping cards. This card was mostly seen in rock decks and gauzy glare as well. Court of the Calling was a green instant spell that has the Convoke keyword. You can search your library for a creature with the CMC cost X or less and put it onto the battlefield. This was a powerful creature tutor spell and became more widely used after the banning of the card birthing pod. It has seen homes in creature toolbox decks, elves, and has seen a vast amount of play in commander as well as a way to get out large creatures such as the Eldrazi Titans. 
Life of the Loam was a green sorcery card with Drudge 3 and had the effect of returning up to three land cards from your graveyard to your hand. This was mostly seen as a card draw engine with fetch lands and cycle cards as a way to reuse those lands multiple times. Along with this card, Golgari Grave Troll, Stinkweed Imp, and Golgari Thug have seen lots of inclusion with this card in Drudge based strategies. Lightning Helix was a red and white instant spell and deals three damage to target creature or player and you gain three life. Essentially, this was a lightning bolt and healing solve mixed into one as it not only did immediate damage, but it gave you more time against an opposing aggro deck. Lightning Helix has seen a ton of plays in decks such as Boros, Burn, Zoo, and Midrange. This card is amazing in my opinion. The last notable card was Dark Confidant, which was a 2-1 human wizard with the ability to look at the top of your library during your upkeep and put that card into your hand at, at the cost of losing life equal to the card's CMC. Since it costs 2 mana, it is extremely efficient as a form of card draw. It is seen play in Modern, Legacy, Extended, Commander, and Vintage due to its powerful ability with deck inclusions, being part of Jung, Humans, Dark Horizons, and most notable being played often in Jun decks. A sealed booster box of Ravnica is worth right around $700 at this point. So this concludes the episode of Card Anthology for Magic the Gathering. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to like and share the video along with leaving a bunch of comments. Subscribe to the Card Bazaar channel for more videos such as this one, and don't forget to go over to my channel, Dark Titan Enterprises, to see more of me and my awesomeness. Also be sure to check out the Coach's Timeline video, where he attempts to take a crack at trying to put the lore of the Magic Universe into chronological perspective, and if you missed last week's episode, Over 9th Edition, be sure to check that one out also. The next Card Anthology episode will be over Guild Pack so be on the lookout for that episode soon. My name is Vera, signing out to you as your narrator, and I will see you guys again later.